you know, you've got to hand it to Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts and his staff. They don't take a lot of time off. They continue to try to upgrade the Colts roster from the bottom up, from the top down. They're doing it all from all directions. They signed another guy today, and they got rid of some other guys, and that's fine. We'll talk about who's coming to Indianapolis to buttress the depth of the Colts offensive line. We'll also talk about the, the $13.4 million they've got left under the cap with top 51. We'll talk about what that means and what they should do with it. We'll talk about the rankings just released today by the Athletics, saying that the Colts are 12th in the pecking order of the AFC. Of the top 15, you know how many are in the AFC? 10. That's a lot. The NFC sucks. The AFC dominates except at the top. And we'll talk about Mike Bray, Tom Brady. Mike Bray, the head basketball coach at Notre Dame, making all kinds of sense. Tom Brady signed a deal with Fox that boggles my mind. I guess, you know what, on its face it looks like it's good for broadcasters. I don't think that it is. We'll talk about that too. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. If you got to take a leak and your leak causes you to have a leak, you got to call Johnson's Plumbing, 765-610-8809, the number. Jared and his crew, perfect at what they do. They've been out to the house three times. Absolutely, I recommend and endorse them without any kind of hesitation whatsoever. All right, hit subscribe, ring the like button, ring the bell, do all that stuff. And if you have a question of an urgent matter... Make a donation. I see it instantly. The graphics kind of make it top of mind for me. There's a little bit of an alert and a sound that only I can hear. So do that, and I will get immediately to your question. All right, let's talk about Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly, the backup tackle, signed today by the Indianapolis Colts, but he's not just a backup tackle. He is 6'8", 321 pounds. He played for the Titans before going to the Packers last year. Last year, he played in 10 games started four. Then he also started the playoff game against the 49ers. The year prior, he started every game for the Tennessee Titans. He is a really good backup right tackle, a really good depth piece. If for some reason, Braden Smith is unable to complete his duties or answer the bell as the right tackle, Dennis Kelly is going to do a reputable job in his stead. This is a good signing. Now, in order to be able to do that, I guess, or concurrent to that at the very least, the Colts uh, released some guys. They released, by the way, uh, Dennis Kelly, a fifth-round pick in 2012. A little long in the tooth, but that's all right. Tackles can play a long time. Um, they uh, waived Farad Green, tight end, Eli Wolf, tight end, and they released tackle Sean Coleman and linebacker, Malik Jefferson. So there you go. Four guys gone. Dennis Kelly in. They probably maintain every bit of the cap level that they had, which is $13.46 million. I don't take for granted the sixth part of that .46. The difference between five and six, not much to the Colts, but to me, 10 grand is 10 grand. So we carry it out for a while. We don't carry it into the hundreds of dollars. But in the $10,000 digit, we do carry it out. All right. 
So what would I do? A commenter asked, what would I do if I had the $13.46 million to spend? I'll tell you what I would do. I would hold on to it. I would not go out and, and sign a quarterback waived by the Giants. I wouldn't because that's a luxury. I think the Colts have a, a good to very good secondary. I think they've, they've gone above and beyond in trying to build that secondary. I don't think they need to go out and get a guy uh, for a lot of money to play back there. I just don't think so. I think Isaiah Rogers is going to be fine back there. Or, you know, you, you do have guys, right? And if you got guys, Brandon Faison is a guy. He can go back there and play a little bit. So I'm not worried about the quarterback position nearly as much as I am wide receiver. But there are no wide receivers on the market right now that I would feel comfortable spending on, investing in large number on. And so I'd wait. I'd wait and see if what the Giants did to their quarterback yesterday, somebody else is going to do to their wide receiver tomorrow. And if that happens, then I'm in a position, as Chris Ballard, to be able to get really aggressive and go bid on that guy. Chris Ballard, one thing he does in free agency that is 100% right, he's patient. He waits to spend his money. He makes sure he spends his money well. Because if you spend a lot of money on a guy who you're not going to get a lot out of, you know what? You got a big problem. And that problem carries over from year to year to year. So I keep the money in my pocket and I wait. I may wait until the final cuts at the end of the preseason and then bring a guy in. Is it hard to get a guy up to speed with a new quarterback? I don't think so. Not as a wide receiver. You can get a guy in here and have them... Look, Matt Ryan is a veteran. You would bring in a veteran wide receiver, probably uh, a couple of stops and a couple of different offenses. That guy's going to be able to come in and with Matt Ryan be productive right out of the gate. So I got no problem with waiting. I think Chris Ballard is doing exactly the right thing. Now, not knowing whether he's going to do anything, that causes people a little bit of impatience, people like us. Like, what the hell is he doing? But how many times do we have to ask, what the hell's he doing? And then have it pay dividends. Like before Stefan Gilmore was signed, we were like, my God, what's he doing? You're going to go to war with this defensive secondary. He goes out and in the same week, he signs Rodney McLeod and writes Stefan Gilmore. So sometimes we just got to take a deep breath and understand that Chris Ballard sometimes knows a little bit about what he's doing. Now, is he, he's not the best GM in the NFL. The best GMs in the NFL, they got banners showing that they've proven they're the best GMs in the NFL. What Chris Ballard's got, two trips to the playoffs, one playoff win, no banners of any remote importance, and a 42-42 and 42 record, including the postseason. That's what Chris Ballard's got. So at some point, he's going to have to win to prove his mettle and prove his worth. Or you really start paying attention to the comparatives between Ballard and Grigson and scratch your head. Style, is it all just style? Do we love Ballard because of his style? And we hated Grigson because of his? Grigson, 11 and five, 11 and five, 11 and five, 10, eight and eight, eight and eight. That ain't bad, you know? That's pretty damn good. So maybe we stop crapping all over Ryan Grigson 
and we stopped praising Chris Ballard until 42 and 42, and what was it? Um, 11, 11, 11 is 33, and another 16, 49 and 31, until he gets to 49 and 31. How about that? Which isn't going to happen because he's already lost 42 while winning 42. At any rate, um, but he does get free agency right, and I think the Texans got something wrong today. They signed Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes, 33 years old. He had two sacks last year. You know why the Buffalo Bills let him go? Because he can't play anymore. That's what free agents are. Free agents are allowed to walk away. Do you think Julio Jones would have been allowed to walk from both the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans if he could play anymore? No. They would have paid him. Do you think T.Y. Hilton would still be out on the street if if the Colts were willing to pay him what he wanted or anybody anybody else, the other 31 teams in the NFL? No. It's the way it is. You get old, you become unpopular. That's life. Um, let's talk about the rankings from the athletic. And I'm not going to go into the, like, we know the Rams are number one. Two, the Chiefs. Three, or two, the Bills. Three, the Chiefs. Five, the Bengals. Seven, the Chargers. Nine, the Broncos. Ten, the Ravens. Twelve, the Colts. Thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen are the Raiders, Browns, and Titans. That, according to the Athletic. You want to know how you rank teams? You rank them by quarterback. That's how important the quarterback position is. All right? I know that with Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes you'd kind of have a tussle. You'd have an argument as to which is on top of that pile. You would. And you could you could substantiate either side of that argument. I would take Mahomes because he wins championships. Josh Allen hadn't been to a Super Bowl yet. So given that, the rankings of the starting quarterbacks for the teams in the AFC as they were ranked, Josh Allen... Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, right? Lamar Jackson, Matt Ryan, David Carr, Watson, Deshaun Watson, and Ryan Tannehill. That's about right. That's about how you would rank the quarterbacks. That's how important the quarterback position is. How would you rank the secondary? Hell, we don't know. How would you rank the offensive line? We don't know that either. How would you rank... The running backs, I'd rank Jonathan Taylor one, but that's because we live in Indianapolis. Derrick Henry would be two. But that's how important the quarterback position is. We understand that by ranking the quarterbacks vis-a-vis, or, or you can rank the teams, and vice versa. You can rank the teams by ranking the quarterbacks. Just that simple. Uh, thank God for Mike Bray. Here's what Mike Bray had to say at this ACC conclave down at a fancy place in uh, in Florida, out on some island, Amelia Island or someplace, uh, coaches have to stop complaining. He's talking about NIL. Last time I checked, we made pretty good money. We make pretty good money, so everyone should shut up and adjust. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mike Bray. I I. I was so tired for so long of college basketball coaches and college football coaches and ADs speaking out against players being paid to their value 
by a third party because amateurism is what college athletics is all about. People won't watch with, without the amateurism. Really? What's the most popular television show there is? All of them. Of all of them. Any primetime show, any daytime show, any late night show, the NFL. Like of the top 75 shows on TV in the last year, 70-some were NFL games. You know what the NFL players are? They're professionals! That's what they do is make money because they're good at football. Do you think people are going to suddenly stop watching college football because the players make a little bit of scratch? You think that's really the beauty of college athletics? That is so insulting to our intelligence. It can't, it, it boggles the mind. That trying to protect your money from getting to them and trying to protect the athletes from the wealth that could corrupt them, how much, uh, or how much of that is total BS? It is complete, utter nonsense, and people who utter those words or, or thoughts to that, uh, uh, toward that belief system should be ashamed of themselves for insulting our intelligence. We know what they're doing. We know what ADs are doing. We know what coaches are doing. They want to keep all the money for themselves. This is about greed. That's what this is about. This is about avoiding sharing the money because we want more of it. That's what it's about. How in the world would Tom Crean make $3.2 million if players had to get a piece of that pie? Oh, you're not going to be able to pay and play the women's softball players for their scholarships. Why? All you have to do is adjust the expense system for college athletics so that the cost of that education isn't transferred from athletic department to the university fund. How about that? We just throw these people in a class and it doesn't cost nobody nothing. How about that? Why does it have to cost anything? For these schools to balance their budgets, they pay incredible fees within their own university to the marching bands and different, different little fiefdoms within that university organization. It's an abomination to our sensibilities and our intellect to have anybody tell us otherwise. Mike Bray, thank you, thank you, thank you. Didn't insult our intelligence, told coaches, just shut up and stop whining. For the love of God, adapt and overcome, can you? And understand that the value of college athletics is in part due to the efforts of the student athlete. Tom Brady, how about this deal? 10 years, 375 million, but here's the thing about paying guys that much money. A lot of people at Fox are gonna get fired because you're gonna find that 375 million someplace. He may be worth that 375, but you're not just adding 375 to the expense line of Fox Sports or the Fox Network. You're not doing it. The Murdochs are way too smart for that. You're gonna find a way to somehow or another balance that a little bit, and that's gonna cost a lot of the producers, a lot of the writers, a lot of the content providers their jobs, and that's a shame. That doesn't mean that Tom Brady isn't worth it. It just means that a lot of people are gonna be out of work because of it. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, probably seven o'clock, maybe 7.30. 
you know what? It's not a perfect world. We do not. The bell rings. We don't go. We don't go until we're ready. We will serve no sports-related product before it's time. We won't. We won't do it.